Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. And I'd like to welcome all of you to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at the talent pipeline, the construction industry's quest to find a skilled workforce. This podcast was written by Brian Gallagher of Graycore, and it can be found in the December issue of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. Now remember, you can subscribe to The Main Column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button, which is located on the podcast site, or you can use your smartphone by saying, hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast. The oil and gas industry experienced unprecedented disruption in 2020. The global lockdown response to the COVID-19 pandemic caused an enormous reduction in fuel use in the transport sector, leading to an imbalance between supply and demand. Hydrocarbon processing facilities struggled to adapt their operations. One effect was curtailment in engineering procurement and construction, or EPC. It is impossible to predict exactly how pent-up needs will translate into increased demand. However, one thing is certain. The industry has never had a greater need for flexibility and responsiveness. As the supply and demand landscape continues to evolve, facilities will seek to quickly define and meet production goals based on what sectors and geographic regions are first to rebound. Companies' flexibilities must extend to finding, recruiting, and training new talent. Construction workforce shortages that were severe in the years leading up to 2020 should not be allowed to further hamper the industry's recovery from the pandemic, but should be proactively addressed. One thing that is certain is that owners and contractors must align efforts to ensure a solid talent pipeline. As a first step in increasing recruitment, the construction industry must acknowledge its image problem. Many people incorrectly believe the construction industry offers poor working conditions, low pay, and long hours, when in fact, the reverse is true. A shift occurred in the U.S. education system in the 1980s and gained traction in the 90s that perpetuated the construction industry's image problem. High school curriculums pushed every student down the path of college preparatory while minimizing the attention paid to the skilled trades. Millennials, in particular, are not entering the construction industry. They tend to pursue four-year college degrees with the intent of working in other fields. However, obtaining a college degree is not for everyone, and moreover, many of tomorrow's jobs will not require a bachelor's degree, making the debt one incurs to achieve it a questionable investment. For many young people, learning a valuable and marketable trade skill can offer them a lifetime of income, stability, and professional fulfillment. According to Build Your Future, the National Center for Construction, Education, and Research's National Image Enhancement and Recruitment Initiative for the Construction Industry, the rule of thumb is the 127 rule. Their article, Is a Four-Year Degree Always the Right Choice for Students?, defines 127 as follows. For every 10 jobs that are produced in the U.S. labor market, only one job will require an employee with a master's or doctoral degree. Two of the 10 jobs will need employees who have a four-year college degree. The remaining seven jobs, a technical degree, an apprenticeship or craft training certificate is all that is needed. Contrary to common perception, the current job market is favorable to those without a major college degree. Until this culture-wide problem can be eradicated, the construction industry, along with oil and gas owners, must take a proactive approach to developing and fulfilling their talent pipeline. Working with educators. Education is one of many aspects of society that has been radically changed by the COVID-19 pandemic. As educators struggle to find a new normal, oil and gas and construction companies can support and partner with educational institutions, as well as interact with students directly. Companies can begin collaborating with educators 
by identifying school programs that fit the company's needs, then developing specific profiles of potential career paths, including the establishment of goals, expectations, and desired results. This clarity will help find a good match and create success for both the company and the student. Teachers, professors, and career placement offices can help identify high potential students for internships or employment. Further, they typically have great insight into a student's work ethic and interaction skills. Begin by researching faculty members, their background and classes they teach. Offer to be a guest speaker or host a trip to a job site or engineering office. Educators are often looking for real projects that give students practical exposure. Consider teaching as an adjunct professor. Be sure to take advantage of schools' job boards and web postings. Offer to host a seminar about the business or generic topic, such as what construction firms look for in a new hire. Consider having a company employee who is a recent graduate be part of the presentation. Students are more likely to relate to someone closer to their age, ideally a graduate of that school. Send new brochures, press clippings, and articles to career services staff, faculty, and teachers. Each year, the Department of Education awards Innovation and Modernization grants. The grants are a Perkins 5 program funding career and technical education and are designed to identify and support evidence-based strategies for preparing students for the workforce. The grant also seeks to ensure that skills taught in the career and technical education programs funded under Perkins 5 are a fit with the local labor market needs. Construction firms must seize this opportunity and work with local career and technical education programs. Boosting investment in apprenticeships and training programs is a critical step for improving recruiting and may be particularly useful as small targeted groups become the norm. Even prior to COVID pandemic, such programs had ramped up nationwide, allowing students to gain job skills and position themselves for a career before they graduate. The Department of Labor has advocated for the expansion of apprenticeships in several industries, including construction. Technology is an invaluable tool for reaching the younger tech-savvy generation. For example, Procore.org and the ACE Mentor Program of America, a high school mentoring program that reaches more than 8,000 students annually, use Brick by Brick, an interactive game designed by two Procore employees, to captivate the attention of students and introduce them to the construction industry. The game combines toy building material and the Procore app to teach the fundamentals of construction management. Simply informing students that the construction job site is rich in technology, think drones, robots, 3D printers, and smart devices, can increase their level of interest in the industry. Some construction firms are exploring different approaches to recruiting. Working with programs that target at-risk youth, as well as prisoner reentry programs, are examples. Retirees represent another relatively untapped group. Many people moving into retirement are still interested in working part-time. Retirees from the owner's side who have spent their career managing construction projects can bring unique perspectives and add significant value to construction firms. Career opportunities for women and minorities must also be improved. Most successful efforts in this area are grassroots initiatives on part of the individual companies. Temporary labor options. With market sectors in flux and educational settings disrupted, Temporary labor options may represent an increasingly viable route to hiring. Temporary labor and staffing firms can match workers with companies. Typically, the staffing firms have completed background checks, drug testing, and skills assessment for the people they are supplying. It should be noted that using temporary labor does present some challenges. Temporary workers may not be fully on board with the company's vision, or they may not be committed to following safety, quality, and operational guidelines. Project managers and site leaders must understand these challenges and plan accordingly. 
This should involve setting clear expectations, providing specific training and education, and constant communication. If a staffing firm is used, building a relationship with the firm's representatives is a critical step. Consider providing regular feedback on workers sourced by the agency. This helps the firm understand a company's specific needs and identify people that are the best fit. Often, staffing firms will allow companies to directly hire temporary workers for an additional fee. Using temporary labor effectively requires a planned approach to ensure effectiveness. Finally, it is important to remember that a company must build a brand to effectively recruit. Use a variety of media outlets and technologies as part of an integrated communication effort. Marketing assets should include a website with a content-rich section geared towards students, videos, podcasts, and other multimedia tools, social media channels such as Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, and even text messaging. Do not to forget to produce communication pieces in multiple languages that target parents who have become increasingly more involved in their children's decision and career choices. An owner and contractor partnership approach to hiring, one that reaches out to various groups, will optimize the talent a company is able to bring on board. Once again, you've been listening to Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.